Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week I popped along to the first part of the Christmas Prime Stock Show out at Knockalo. And I talked to the new president of the National Farmers Union here on the Isle of Man, Tim Johnson. Well, a couple of weeks off, Kerry, not much change, still the weather's not great, but uh, surviving all right. Yeah, we are indeed. It's quite green around the countryside, despite it being quite cold at night time, but uh, a lot of the farmers are well underway with the winter feeding regimes and a lot of the stock in the houses now, so uh, the countryside will be quite bare of stock at the minute. Yes, indeed. Well, of course, uh, the National Farmers Union on the island, it's... Uh, a sort of mediator, I would imagine you, know, you can describe it, uh, between the government and the farmers out in the fields and on the, you know, producing the crops and the cereals and the livestock uh, f- around the island, isn't it? That's right. It is the voice for the whole of the agricultural community and uh, any gripes and problems, hopefully the, the National Farmers Union can take them to the higher levels and get something sorted out for the farmers. But uh, a, a difficult position, I think, at the minute. It is tricky times in agriculture. Yes, and newly elected at the AGM, the new president of the National Farmers Union here on the Isle of Man is Tim Johnson. And I went along, caught up with him and uh, put it to them that there's some challenging times ahead. Yeah, um, lots of uh, challenges in the industry. Um, very much looking forward to the role though. Want to get stuck into it. Um, yeah, um, farming's going through you know, a lot of change at the moment. Um, we seem to, as an industry, we seem to be uh, getting battered from all, all quarters. Um, climate change and other issues. So I think it's really important that there's a strong voice for the industry that, that puts our facts over and and defends what we do and and talks a bit more about what we want to do in the future and that's one thing you know people drive into an office or something for work and it's snowing for four days or there's floods it's not the end of the world for somebody with 100 acres of crops or cows out needing feeding and that sort of thing affects them it's a different kettle of fish isn't it very much so you know um in, in this sort of business you can plan as much as you like and then the, the, weather, the weather comes along and, and that's sort of 50% of the, of the business really and, and ha- can have a massive effect um, and then again as I say external forces um, quite strong views coming in now about, about farming and, and, and meat consumption and, and the frustration I think for, for, for people who you know are some of the hardest working people in the, in the economy really and, uh, and get very frustrated about the some of the misrepresentation of the industry um, I don't need to tell you about the program that was on a couple of weeks ago on the BBC about meat production and you know it's so far removed from from, from Manx agriculture and, and, and the way we do things in on the Isle of Man in the UK and our grass based systems and it's yeah it's really frustrating so yeah these people are up they're working 12-14 hours a day like you say in all weathers and um, I think it's really important that uh, we do more to sort of make people realise actually what the challenges are and what, and what they do. You know, people are very loyal for, to Manx Meats, and so it's really good that there's a, I think, you know, another supermarket, major, major supermarket on the island who are, are now stocking the meat, and that's, that's a real positive. You know, it's small steps, but again, it's all heading in the right direction. Um, you know, it's really important that, um, that people realise the quality of, of, of Manx Meats, and, and the, you know, we are probably some of the best quality if not the best quality products in, in the world and uh, it's something we should be really proud of so uh, the more we see on Manx shelves of all the supermarkets and the butchers then that's a really positive thing 
Vice President, you've been of the NFU here on the Isle of Man, so I suppose you've, uh, uh, you know, Brian Brumby was in the position for, for quite a few years, so I suppose, you know, although you're involved in farming yourself, that sort of side of it where you're listening to everybody else's and, and dealing with people off island, uh, is it a bit of an eye-opener when, you, when you're in the sort of vice presidentships? So do you get a feeling for what's ahead of you? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's a good sort of training ground, really. I mean, Brian was in the job for, for six years, did a great job, and um, it's been, yeah, I've worked with him on and off for many years within, within the union, and as I say, specifically as, as vice over the last 12 months. So you do get a good feel and understanding of what, what the challenges are and, and, and what the, the president has to do and, and, and the other members of the team have to do as well. And it is wide-ranging. Um, I think traditionally we've seen the main role is that sort of link between the industry and, as a government. Um, but I think more and more we're going to see the industry engaging more and more with people outside direct, the direct industry. Um, as, as farming, I think it's important that we see farming as more important, not just for food production, but in the environment and in green energy as well. So I think the conversations and the people we're talking to now are, are, are probably going to be much more wide ranging in the future than has been in the past. You yourself, for many years in the dairy farmer business, uh, now uh, diversified more to the arable side of it. So I suppose it puts you in good stead looking at from all the different areas of agriculture. I think so, yeah. I mean, you can never know too much. And, and I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to learn and listen to, to new ideas and, and what's going on in the industry. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was dairy farming for, for 20 years, um, started with a small, small herd and, and built that up. Um, and then now I'm doing more cropping. Um, so yeah, I like to think that um, you know I bring a fairly broad amount of experience to the role and can and can understand. But you know it's really important to, as I say, to learn more and listen and, and make sure that uh, you know as a union we're we're relevant to people's concerns in the industry, and also we're there to to educate people outside the industry what we're all about and and what we do. What about off-island contact? Uh, will that be part of the role as well? Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, we, we can't just, just, just be insular on the island. We have to look out and realise that where our market sites, it's really important that we, have, we build our local market, um, but it's also important that we look further afield um, for, for Manx agriculture. So, yeah, again, definitely more, more contact with other, other uh, sectors of the industry close contact with the English National Farmers Union um, and, um, and other lobbying bodies um, and we do try and get away uh, to, to conferences to, so we're up to date with what the challenges are, what the, what the issues are, um, what's happening in the UK politics and, and further afield and uh, at the moment I think we're all in the same boat. <laughs> I won't mention the B words but... Uh, I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, bullocks. <laughs> But um, that, that was yeah. one of the things that was mentioned. Yeah. But of course, uh, the, the, all around uh, the UK and Europe, I suppose a lot of the same problems crop up, but yet yeah, it's probably magnified more on the Isle of Man because it, it's not so easy to get stuff in and out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, route to market is, is always a challenge for us. Um, Manx farmers have always had to be sort of more efficient, really, because they're working in on smaller fields, um, Input, input costs tend to be higher because of the, the, the costs and, and, and conversely exports as well. So yeah, it's a big challenge. Um, but I think 
one of the advantages of that, and I think it's an area which we, we need to sort of shout more about, is actually the traditional Manx farming system is becoming more and more relevant to some of the issues we have in the world. And a lot of the issues in, the, in England, say, for example, in the UK, what they're, what they're trying to do now to sort of replant hedges and, and, and think more about the environment. Well, the Isle of Man, we never went down that route. We've still got that traditional landscape. And of course, that's a big bonus for, for the environment. It can be a bit of a challenge for farming because obviously it, 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 it's difficult for economies to scale. But again, I think these are the sort of things that we need to sort of showcase that the Isle of Man is actually, I think, a shining example of what agriculture in the future should be. We're nearly at 2020, but of course there'll be big changes looking ahead to, to 2050, I think it is, where they're trying to make carbon neutral places. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Manx government has set itself a target of 2050 for the island to be carbon neutral. And uh, at the moment there's a consultation going on, um, headed by Professor Curran, um, to look at uh, what the island needs to do uh, towards that, to, to achieve that. Um, as an industry, we're, we're waiting closely to see what that says. We're expecting some uh, first initial drafts to be released in the new year. Um, and as an industry, we're watching that very carefully because, um, again, we feel that Manx farming can make a real big contribution towards that. Um, over, since 1990, we've actually seen greenhouse gas emissions from farming fall about 10% over that period, whereas in all other sectors it's increased. Um, and we're confident with you know, our grass-based type farming systems that uh, we can really contribute towards the island achieving that and want to be very much involved with that. So that, I said earlier about us having a broader sort of base of conversation and I think these are the sort of things that as an industry we're going to be involved with. So I want to see us as, a, as you know, producing high quality local food um, and doing more for the environment but also potentially being involved in, in green energy and, and helping the island to achieve those targets. There we are, the newly elected presidents of the National Farmers Union here on the Isle of Man, Tim Johnson. And uh, sounded very positive, and uh, a fellow who's been in the dairy, as he said, for many years, and uh, in the arable side of it more now, so... He's got a bit of experience in all the areas, which uh, should help, I think. Oh, certainly. It's it's having the hands-on approach and knowing how difficult years can be, with, whether it's weather or industry problems with, with beef or lamb or milk sales. Um, it's important to know how it does affect on the farm. And um, hopefully he will be a voice for all of the farming community. <laughs> You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, Kiri, you had a busy uh, couple of weeks there uh, on, with all sorts of hats on you. Uh, the Manx Radio hat was in full flow, as was the recording device, because <laughs> it was the prime uh, Fradstock shows. It was. This year's prime stock show was held by the Southern District Agricultural Society uh, with help and support from the Royal Manx too, which turned out to be a good idea. It they came together really really well and I popped out to knock Halo to see the first part of the show and what a great evening it was well Alan and Sandra Jones congratulations the champion Beltex and overall lamb at the Christmas Prime Stock show for 2019 you're no stranger of the ring how has it been tonight for you lot well, it's been a bit of a change for us tonight this is the first time that we've seriously entered into the sheep ring we're usually cattle people, as you know, Kiri. This is it. And how much work goes into preparing a lamb for the, for the likes of this competition tonight? 
well, they've been in for the last three weeks, uh, getting handled, getting a little bit off here and there, and as generally it, handling them. And that's it, like you were saying, it's about presentation tonight. Um, you know, a lot of work goes into to trimming the lambs, making sure their, their coats are nice and clean and tidy. You know, it, it's not just done overnight. No, and it's having to be careful. You don't want to bruise them. So you're handling them gently and really doing what they want to do, but, but yes. still getting them in show condition. And what goes into it to getting them right for this time of year? Because normally a lot of the spring lambs would be born in March, April time, and they maybe have already left the farms for the butchers. But these lambs, it's later in the year. It, how, how tricky has it been, Alan? Not too bad. Just giving them a little bit of cake just to get that finish onto them. And is that finish important for the, for the breed that these are? They're very continental, a yeah, lot of muslin. They take lots of finishing compared to some of the ordinary native breeds. And to Alan tonight, did you come here expecting to come away with the championship? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be regular contenders in, in the shows. But when was the last time you were in the Christmas Prime Stock Show? Um, well, we had a heifer in last year. She came reserve champion in the live and with the sheep no <laughs> you can't remember no. we've never really done it with the sheep we won the carcass competition for the beef um, must be about 10 years ago now so, um, and what so, does it mean Sandra to, to win a championship it just gives you such a list um, I know that Mark T the butchers in Ramsey He's already asked me to see, have we got anything in? Because he wants it for his job. <laughs> and isn't that really, really nice? That you can tell people that they're grown on your farm yeah. and gone a few miles down the road to Ramsey to the butchers. Yeah, and Mark has been great because whenever we win anything, he wants the trophies, he wants the rosettes, he wants them in the windows, he wants to be able to say they're from four miles away. Yeah. You know, which is brilliant, which is what we do on the Isle of Man, isn't it? You know, we, we don't have any miles for them to go. And do you think that's important that our local people do get that reassurance? I do. I think the quality of all the livestock on the Isle of Man is absolutely brilliant. And for people to, they know us, they know what type of people we are, they know we care for our animals, and the quality is there. And, you know, to me, that's so important. So now Thursday is around the corner yeah. and we'll see if you can do the double. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> but a huge congratulations, Alan and Sandra. Well done. Thank you very much. Holly Farragut, well done again. You appear every year at the Prime Stock Show. Last year, who did you have here? Starboy and Briar Rays. Well, this year you've brought them both back again. And a new member of the team, who's this? Butch, he's, he's a little calf and I've been practicing with him a lot. And how did you go on tonight with Fudge? Good, I'm in my young candles class, I got a second and a five pound new Why? Well done. And what? how did the other two get on? Because last year, Starboy, he was also a winner. And how did they do this time? Good, Briar has got a champion breed Angus, I think it was. Thank you. Champion breeding heifer. And first in the native heifer. 
You must be so proud because I've seen you in the summer show with Briar Rose and now she's nearly twice as tall as you. <laughs> How are you going to manage this year? I'm not sure. <laughs> But now you've got Fudge. Now he's only little, he's only up to your waist. What are you going to do with him? I'm going to show him again next year at, but instead I'm also going to show him at um, the Royal and Southern show as well as the Fat Sock show. That is really good. Do you enjoy doing the showing? Yes. Do you I, think it's really important? No, but I just think it's really fun and having <laughs> a go. And who's your biggest helper? Um, my mum and my granddad and my uncle Glenn. Now, I believe Uncle Glenn and your mum, Emma, were in the senior handlers classes. Emma, how did you get on with the young handlers now? I came first. <laughs> so winning is just in the family. Well done, Emma. It is, thank you. And what work does it take to get these animals here? All of our spare time. Thank God we only had four this year. <laughs> but how important is it for you as a mum to see Holly come to these shows year on year? For her, it's such a confidence booster. And I see it as a way it teaches her that winning isn't everything. We come here, it doesn't matter what you get, she's out there, she's, you know, she's doing what she loves, she's doing what she enjoys. She's showing people what she's capable of. And, you know, it doesn't matter what colour ribbon she's got, the happiness of her animals says it all, doesn't it? But it is really nice. I've been watching from from a radio broadcaster's point of view, watching Holly come through for the last few years, and you know the strength and confidence, like you say, has grown year on year. Is you know females in the farming industry is few and far between, and here the two of you are. I know, I know. <laughs> I think we've got a few screws missing, maybe I don't know. <laughs> so we'll go on Thursday and see how all the, the fat cattle have done in the abattoir. And this is so important: is to see you know what you do at the farms right through the process to our butchers in our local villages. Exactly, like you feel harder letting them go, but you know it has to it has to happen. And the way I look at it is they've had a good two years with us, so you know, they've done well. We've done well by them and they've done well by us. And I think somebody wants to go home yet, and that's not Holly. You know what, I think I'm ready too. <laughs> Graham Watterson, yet another Christmas champion. Well done. 2019, another winner. Thank you very much. Yes, it's an honour to be here and have won it. Amongst so much good quality here today, I've got to say there was a lot of good cattle and to win it was just, she was an exceptional heifer. Um, she was fat, she was good cover, um, she was everything I wanted in a heifer. Um, she was just at the top of a game, just right for the day, I thought, today. And how tricky is it to get them, like you say, to the top of their game for this show? Um, yes, it's quite just keeping the feeding right so they're not getting too much and just got to get them right for this time of year. You don't want them overweight uh, and it's just, it's just working and feeding and watching and everything that goes with it. It's not easy, but it's, <laughs> I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a great team around you, Graham. Yeah, I'm really, really lucky. I've got Philip there that helps me. I've got Willie Hamilton, where I just give him a blank canvas and he does all the work, really. I mean, I, he's a tremendous man at his game. He does a lot of cattle here today. I've also got Ellie Chadwick, which is really fantastic for support when you think you're going mad, and she's there for me. <laughs> and it's made my day to see her here this afternoon, this evening, showing her blondes. She's back on the circuit, which has made my day. But Graham, now it is for Thursday. Can you do the double? 
a lot of good cattle in today. I've just looked at them and I thought it is, it's an exceptional load of cattle in. Um, and it's going to be hard to pick who will win, to be honest. Um, yes, it'll be nerve-wracking, but really, to be honest, the live show is my is my thing. I like to see them walk and parade, and really, that's what it's about, a live show. I don't really look at the car because it doesn't really hit me, but this is the one I always like to try and do my best in anyway. And tonight, Graham, this mart was full. It was absolutely chocker. I think it's fantastic to see so many people here, so many young ones, and really, it is full and it's made like it's fantastic. Ashley Convig, congratulations! You got reserve champion beef at the Christmas Fire and Shock Show. A lovely animal you had out there, and in a very good class. Yes, yes, a very good animal. We've done quite a few lemmies over the years, and Sandra does the feeding off them at home, and um, she does a really good job. We missed out last year, we didn't have one, but this year we brought two. So. And they were, they were really lovely standout animals. But the Christmas Prime Stock Show, Ashley, it seems to be growing year on year. Yeah, uh, we love coming to the Christmas Fat Stock Show. It's just a time of the year and just it, like doing it. It is, it is a really special time. But like you say, the work that goes in at home, farmers are very busy people. Farmers are very busy. We're dairy farmers. And also we have 20 limbers and cows. And, you know, they take a lot of looking after to get them here today to this show. And how does it feel to get a lovely piece of silverware like that? Yeah, it's very good, tremendous to get a good animal. Yeah. Ian Lancaster, your first time to the Isle of Man? Uh, I were over here 30 years ago, judging for the <laughs> judging with the young farmers oh. uh, at the Royal Manx Show when they used to do the inter-county competition for the young farmers. And now you're back again to do the Christmas Prime Stock Show. That looked a difficult task. It was. I was quite <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised at the. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of the cattle and the sheep right through every class. There were credit to all the farms on the island. We had only been a small island, and such a small gene pool of them breeding the breeding stock. Everything has to be imported, obviously. Um, but now I was very impressed with the complete show. Yeah. And we're obviously delighted to have a person from off island as well. It gives a fair judge across the whole of the breeds and like you say it is only a small place but they, these events mean an awful lot to them to the local people but you'll be judging in the UK both sheep and cattle how does it fare up do you think these type of shows are important I think they're very important um, to get into the public eye of what effort and what the farmers care about the stock and how much you know the presentation of the stock when they're coming to sell them so the public don't think that they just put them onto a vehicle and just leave the farm and they don't think about them again. Yeah. Um, you know, there's people I've shown with a lot of pride as they've bred them and reared them and brought them up from like so a, uh, a lady bringing a baby up. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But what were you looking for here tonight in your champions, particularly in the beef? In the beef, I wanted a nice, clean well-fleshed heifer, preferably heifer. I don't like a heifer which is overweight. Mm -hmm. I like just like a handy-weighted heifer. The heifer what I put up tonight, champion, was just maybe a touch heavier than what I would normally put up. But she was nice covered throughout the shoulder, right through the, over the, nice covering over the rib and into the loin and well-fleshed throughout, right down the uh, hindquarters. Mm -hmm. 
And you had a fairly big field to pick from there. You had the unhalted cattle as well as the halted. Yeah, the unhalted class, you're just at a bit of a disadvantage really because they're, they're a bit flightier. It's hard to work to touch them. You're just more or less judging them off looks really. But they were a good show of cattle. There was one or two in it. What positioning might have been a little bit different if they had been halter trained. But at the end of the day, you can just judge what's in front of you and as they are. And, you know, it's like you say, to go home with some silverware, it means a lot to farming people. It, it seems a solitary job, you know, the agricultural industry nowadays. Yeah, it makes, it makes everything worthwhile at the end of the day. Um, I know as your island, you don't have livestock markets as such as we do back in England. You know, everything does go through, just straight through the factory, all your fat cattle and fat lambs. Whereas over with us, we do these Christmas shows, um, the judged and the sold live to butchers or whatever. You know, it is a more open market and there's a lot of pride goes into it. Yeah. And you're missing the Royal Welsh? I'm missing the Royal Welsh. I miss the, we usually show down at the English Winter Fair. I miss that because we're the 21st to go to. <laughs> uh, we won Countryside Life in October and then we have our big Christmas show next Sunday at Skipton, which I won last year, so fingers crossed. And what was that with? Uh, prime lambs, Beltex lambs. So Beltex here tonight probably would have been your cup of tea then? They would, but I think I usually find if you're judging your own breed, you're more critical. Um, there were some nice Texel lambs here tonight. Maybe not just carrying the same uh, leg of lamb, what the Beltex lambs would carry, but nice flesh lambs through. But when I came with the lambs, I wanted a pair, what touched even, right through both lambs, the same, right through to the, from one end to the other. Sarah Comish, a very busy secretary. I bet you're glad today is over. <laughs> the Christmas Brands Dog Show takes some organising. Yeah, well, it's been good because we're working with the Royal Manx Agricultural Society now. So we're working like the two societies working together on it. And it's made a big difference. It's made a huge difference running it in the evenings now. Um, whereas we were running it in the daytime and we didn't have the spectators, but now it's getting really popular and we have a really busy night. So it's a brilliant little show, yeah. I don't think there was any room for another person on that seat at one point tonight. It was absolutely packed. Every single young and old was here tonight. Yeah, well, it just shows what, what support there is for the producer, producer's show here because, um, as I say, we thought that we wouldn't get the support, but it was just about changing the timing. So, you know, and the young farmers, it's a really popular event for them as well. And I think the ladies in the corner, they were inundated. Teas, coffees were flying out, pieces of cake. It's such a great atmosphere. Oh, we've had uh, brilliant catering this evening, courtesy of Brenda Skillicorn and family and team. Yeah, they've been fantastic. They've done a great job. Lots of local produce as well. This is it. Well, it's not just you. It's not just the team. It's everybody that comes together to make a show like this. Yeah, it's and it's a real agricultural event. This one, it's a real producers show. So, um, and everybody steps in to help. Everybody volunteers to steward and manage the classes and everything. <laughs> But it's always great to see you know, local people supporting the show, local sponsors. You know, everybody, like you say, comes together to do it. We've had a fantastic judge here tonight. 
Yeah, um, Ian Lancaster from Clitheroe came over to do all of the judging of the lambs and the cattle and the young handlers and he's done an absolutely brilliant job. It's been really lovely to have someone come over from the UK to judge the show um, and we've had an awful lot of sponsorship this year which is absolutely brilliant. I won't list them all but I will say thank you to all of them because it makes such a difference. It really does. Well, now it's all turn to the Isle of Man meets on Thursday, the second part of the Christmas show. That's right, yes, we're all just getting all the paperwork ready to go. <laughs> but that's that's a lovely little show as well. Um, you know, the carcass show is, is a really important part of it. And uh, yeah, and um, the results can change around at that as well. So we'll see what happens. So some of the people I caught up with there at Nokela was Alan and Sandra Jones, the champion Beltex winners, Alan Clegg, the unhalted section champion, Graham Watterson, the beef champion, Emma and Holly Farragher, who was the native champion and the Young Handlers winners, and the organisers, Sarah Comish, the secretary of the Southern District Agricultural Society, Ashley Convig, the reserve champion in the beef section, and the man with the most difficult job of all, Ian Lancaster, the judge from Lancashire in England. Well, there seemed to be a real big interest in it this year, wasn't there? It was yeah. huge. It was really, really well supported. You know, the people were in abundance in the audience. Young farmers were there doing all of the young farmers' valuation and stock judging, and the ladies with the catering to it. It does just make that night something special. But the compliments from Ian Lancaster, the judge, were a credit to all of the farming people there. Um, he, he shows in the English Winter Fairs and the big, big competitions at this time of year in England. And he was actually missing the Welsh Winter Fair to judge our show. He couldn't commend them more. Well, that was just the first part of it, Kiri. Next week. That's it. We'll hear from everything that happens at Isle of Man Meets, uh, from the judges and people taking part and the winners. OK, we'll leave it there for this week's Countryside then. We're back next week. So from me, Simon Clark, And me, Kiri Kermit. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.